All right, well, good morning again. Daniel Valdez again. Pleasure and honor to talk to you. Doesn't matter where you're listening. I appreciate the support. Uh, we're going to talk about WGI stuff and the uh, big news that came down for the entire organization regarding their 2021 season. Obviously, if you've listened to this before, or even if you haven't listened to this before, uh, and if you haven't, where the hell have you been? Uh, we're, it, this whole thing is about providing context providing insight and that all that fun stuff to any decisions, any postponements, any cancellations, anything that got thrown through a co- trash compactor or got thrown off a bridge into a river, anything like that that has anything to do with the, the pageantry arts, the musical arts, whatever, marching arts, whatever you want to call it, uh, trying to provide context behind these decisions, behind these, uh, these, uh, these uh, you know, decisions, whatever. So let's get to it. Uh, If you haven't heard yet, uh, WGI announced earlier this week that the 2021 season will be conducted virtually. Yes, it's going virtual. There will will be no in-person events for the 2021 season. Uh, Many factors behind that decision. We'll talk about that in a second. So yeah, everything's virtual for uh, WGI. A couple of things to uh, point out before we really begin anything else. Uh, was this wanted? Probably not. If you're a performing member, you were probably thinking, hey, maybe we can still do in-person events on a large scale. Um, is there a possible way we can do that? Uh, but as far as WGI is concerned, uh, state and local health organizations really aren't signing off on that stuff. They're not recommending it. Um, and that's a big, I mean, that's a big hurdle to jump over. Uh, they're not saying it's not recommended and it's definitely not something you want to do. And then but your kids get sick, and then we have liability issues, and they could become a mess from there. So that's part of the reason. Uh, was it wanted? Probably not. But was it expected? Yeah, it kind of was. Uh, usually by now, the WGI schedule is set, or at least somewhat tentative, or at least we have contest hosts and dates and championship dates and where you're going to go and how you're going to get that registration. All that sort of stuff is kind of taken care of by now. And as we got closer, as we got into transitioning from summer into fall, we realized that there wasn't a schedule released. WGI was doing the standard, hey, we're working on possibly doing in-person events. We're doing everything we can, local health state organizations, everything that you've heard for the past six or seven months. Uh, and honestly, what do you want them to say? Like, <laughs> it, they're, they're working as hard as they can. And it's, it's, this is difficult. it's difficult stuff, even when there's not a pandemic going on. And then multiply that by all sorts of restrictions or protocols you got to follow. It's it's very difficult to put on these type of events during a global outbreak of a virus. However, not all is lost because this whole virtual uh, concept, this whole virtual contest, if you want to call it that, that WGI is planning to put on is probably the most comprehensive plan that we've seen in the pageantry arts. This is the best solution right now, ethically and financially. Uh, there is going to be something for everybody come this spring in 2021. Uh, if you have a large ensemble that wants to compete, there's an option for that. If you have a large ensemble that does not want to compete, you don't want to receive scores or rankings, you just want to receive evaluation from adjudicators, there's an option for that. There are solo options, not only for guard, but for winds and percussion too. Keep that in mind, expanding out a little bit. And then small ensembles, anybody from, if you got an ensemble from two to nine people, for whatever reason, maybe the, maybe just recruitment didn't really work out this year because of, uh, because of the pandemic. 
Maybe uh, you're restricted on how many people can be in a, in a, in a classroom size because remember, the stuff's got to usually be indoors. Uh, there's an option for that. There's all sorts of options that are going to be available to do this stuff virtually. Yeah, you're going to miss the crowds and you're going to miss the vendors and there are going to be some contest hosts that are not going to have that fundraiser that they usually have every year because it's a big fundraiser for um, contest hosts. But for the units, for the members, for the guard units, the guard members, they are going to have an opportunity to at least compete. There's, going to, there's the opportunity that's there. WGI could have folded up shop and been like, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't the best idea for 2021. Uh, and, you know, maybe we just cancel everything. At least there's a virtual option. At least there's a chance to compete, and there's there's plenty of options for everybody no matter what your situation is. So good on WGI for really thinking this out and coming up with a comprehensive plan to get guard units and guard members active for the 2021 season. So let's talk about this. Why are we canceling in-person uh, stuff for WGI? I think the question I get most often whenever there's a cancellation or a postponement of events due to COVID-19, the question I get asked most often is, why are they doing this so early? Well, they're not doing this so early. They're doing this on time. Uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into these events. Uh, it's not something you could just put together in two weeks. It's not how it works. And I don't mean necessarily... Lo- logistically, yes, it's... It's a pain to put these events on. It's difficult to do that on. You got to draw plans. You got to, I mean, contest hosts usually have these plans in place, but uh, sometimes they need to be adjusted for whatever reason. If there's something that didn't work the previous year or something that has to be adjusted for whatever reason, you know, you got to take those things into account. But remember, these things are not, this is, if you want to host a WGI event, it's not like the band can just call dibs on some weekend in February and everything's okay. There's basketball schedules going on. There's other events that could be using that they want to utilize the gym on that weekend. There's a process to this thing. It's not as simple as the band going, okay, we want it this weekend. Okay, cool. Doesn't work like that. The band program's got to put together a plan that they got to submit to the school. Hey, we want to use this facility for this purpose on this weekend. School reviews it, great. Then you send it up to the district. District reviews it. Is this okay to do? Can is uh, the because I mean, the district, it's their campus. So they get to say of who is allowed there for whatever events and reasons, whatnot. Um, and then they approve that. And you got there's a whole approval process to get these events on campus. Um, I can't imagine districts approving many of these things in the spring. Let's, let's use our common sense caps here. There are, the, the focus right now is, our, hey, our teachers need personal protective equipment. Uh, we need to make sure our students are socially distancing. We need to make sure they're sanitizing. We need to make sure that they're wearing masks. We need to make sure that everybody is socially distancing the entire time. The, the number one focus on campuses right now is, for the love of God, I hope there's not an outbreak. When your mind is in survival mode and your pocketbooks, your budgets are in survival mode, it's very difficult to think about events you need to put on or, or, or be asked to put on in February and March. The main focus is we just, we're just trying to have a safe school year. That's all we're trying to do. Everything else, 
it's kind of it's it's on the back burner right now. It's 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 in the back of my mind right now. I'm trying. I, we're living day to day here on, on school campuses in Texas. It's like that a lot of places across the country. So, I can understand why contest hosts contest hosts may not be able or may not be willing to host thousands of people on campus at the same time coming from different pla- different places across the state and that if you have one that's not if you're having an event that's not in the state of Texas when you're bringing people from across the state where there's different protocols and there's different guidelines and people are adhering to different rules then you bring them all together not the not the most it's not the best idea during a pan, a global pandemic. And that brings me to my other point. There, uh, WGI had a trouble finding contest hosts that were willing or able to host these events. Some contest hosts were saying, hey, you know what? That's, we, we can't do it this year. Because I've got, you know, because 19% of the school students uh, are doing on campus. And everybody else is, is at home virtually eating grilled cheese sandwiches for lunch which I envy, by the way. It's difficult to put those things on. We also have to consider how many groups are, were going to be allowed to travel for extracurricular activities. Remember, travel's pretty restricted for extracurricular activities for the football team. Football team can do whatever they want. But as far as the band goes, as far as cheerleading goes, there's, there's travel restrictions. You can't go to away games. Very few programs, if any, in Texas that are going to be allowed to go to away games. And even then, you can't take the whole band. It's a district in town that said, "Hey, 100 members per van- 100 uh, members in the band for an away for a home game. That's it." Which I understand because if there's fewer band members in the stands, that means I can put more, I can sell more seats because now I don't have 250 people in the band taking up space. I just have 100 people taking up band and taking up space. And yeah, that seems kind of shallow, but when you're when when that athletic event, that football game, which is probably your your biggest revenue driver in the district for the entire year, when you're when you're being forced to go half capacity, you're going to do everything you can to squeeze every single dime you can out of the people that are going to attend the event, that are willing to attend the event. So, yeah, there there are units, there are groups that have travel restrictions. Now, were they going to come out automatically and say that? Probably not. Were the districts going to say, hey, we're not letting extracurricular activity people travel out of state or within state or within 200 miles? The districts aren't going to do that because they don't want that burden. They've got enough things to worry about right now. Uh, they don't need people trying to storm Area 51 saying, why can't my daughter travel to Austin to go to contest? So they put that burden on. The programs themselves, you're going to be the ones to tell the kids, hey, safety and security, blah, 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 that whole thing, which is true. I mean, you want to be as safe as possible, especially during a pandemic, but they're going to let them burden. They're going to let them bear that burden instead of the district saying, we're going to say that no travel, all the travel is restricted. I understand that it sucks, but I understand it. And that's basically the theme of 2020. <laughs> it sucks, but I understand. Um, Let's say we talked about groups not able or willing to travel, schools not willing to or able to host contests. There was an issue with that. Uh, large crowds in small spaces are nobody's really signing off on that right now. 
the the game changes when you go outdoors where air can circulate freely to indoors in a high school gym, which I don't know if you've been to a high school gym recently, but it doesn't have the best ventilation system out there, if any. Like, hey, there's a fan, like we cut a we cut a hole in the wall and there's a fan that lets air out, but not necessarily in. That ain't good. Especially for how tight the hallways can be, how tightly packed the gym can be, the back stands where the units sit, the front stands where the where the uh, supporters and the parents sit. Uh, it's just not it, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Ventilation guidelines and protocols um, change dramatically once you host an indoor event, and then when you have that many people crammed into a small space, um, you can get in a lot of trouble. Uh, guard contests are usually restricted for space. You have units passing by each other all the time before before and after they uh, perform. Uh, parents and boosters and everybody who pays a ticket pays for a ticket to get in. Same thing. Uh, traveling to warm up, all sorts of stuff. Vendor space. Uh, you know, WGI released some guidelines to some uh, some I guess to the units. I don't know how many people got it, but. And I don't remember if I don't remember if it was released publicly or not, but there were some guidelines that they released, like, hey, if we're gonna do in-person events, this is what we may end up doing. And it was just temporary stuff. And some of the some of the restrictions that were gonna be in place that were recommended by local health organizations, uh, it would have dramatically changed how contests looked. Obviously, socially distanced crowds. Obviously, capacity restrictions. Vendor space was almost gonna be totally eliminated. All warm-up space was basically going to be outdoors, which, depending on where you are in the state of Texas or where you are in the country, at you know around February and March, it may not be all that fantastic. All sorts of stuff, uh, you know, concessions pre-pack had to be pre-packaged food. Uh, you know, nothing like you, know, you couldn't serve a hot dog. You can assemble a hot dog together. You had to do that in advance and it had to be sealed and all sorts of stuff. It would have really changed things for event operations it would have been it, it would have been very shocking to go to an event like that so those are basically the reasons why uh, uh in-person events for wgi were canceled now you want to look at two bright sides obviously number one there's a virtual event where you're still going to be able to work on stuff if the unit chooses to and try to have as normal a season as possible the other thing is uh the local circuits like north texas color guard association texas color guard circuit those Organizations are still trying to pursue in-person events. The Texas Color Guard Circuit, a couple of days ago, or a day or two ago, said, we're still trying to work on in-person events, we're still trying to work on virtual options. But they did warn everybody, if we go with in-person events, it's going to be dramatically different. It says it in the press release. It's going to look dramatically different, which we can already brainstorm what it would look like. Capacity restrictions, unit restrictions, travel restrictions you have an event in austin you're probably gonna it's you're gonna within 50 miles if you're a school within 50 miles you can do it or if you're a school in houston north houston or south houston whatever we'll take units that are within a certain uh, range it's going to be very it would be very regionalized i imagine it would be very local it would be you know like i said capacity restrictions it would be one of those situations where a unit may show it would have to probably show up at the same time uh, check in temperature checks. That was going to be another WGI thing. Everybody's going to have to go through a temperature check. Everybody would have to show up at the same time 
in uniform with hair and makeup and costume already on because I would imagine that those bathrooms to get ready and changing rooms and stuff can be very cramped and that ain't going to happen during a pandemic. So that would be, that was another thing that WGI was going to, was probably going to put in place. And that's something I'm sure that local units, if they choose to do in-person events would, would go along with this. Hey, you got to come, you got to show up off the bus. You're ready to go. Like if I told you, you had to perform in two minutes, you would be on the floor in two minutes. There are all sorts of restrictions for that, but the local, local, uh, uh, color guard circuits are still trying to effort that stuff. They're not necessarily restricted by what WGI says. So that's remaining to be seen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I hope it does. And if, and if it does just be warned that it's going to look very, 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 very different. Um, one last thing about the WGI thing, and then I'll get out of your way. All those uh, submissions for competitive events and stuff like that, those are going to be viewable on Flow Marching. Flow Marching is going to host those videos. They host them for like a week, and then they take them down. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, you're probably going to see a lot of that stuff. And the, the rules are on WGI.org about what's allowed, what's not allowed. One of the big things is uh, it has to be one. It has to be you know a camera from the stands, uh, single shot, single take, no multicam. And uh, you can't move the camera at all. You can't move it around. There's no, like, cinematography to this thing. You put the camera there, you let it roll, and you do your, your performance in one take, and that's how you would submit videos. So um, keep in mind for that. Keep watching out for that, for all those videos going on Flow Marching. This is, a, this is comprehensive stuff. I urge you to go look at um, the different rules and regulations and stuff that WGI has put in for this virtual event. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see some of these units. Uh, be as creative as they possibly can, even if the numbers are a little bit smaller than you're used to seeing. Uh, and, you know, at least the guard units are able to, for those who want to compete, they're going to have the option to do that. Obviously, there's going to be restrictions with state and local health organizations about what they're allowed to do and how often they're allowed to do it. But at least there's a chance, at least there's an opportunity, which I'm, I'm, I'm all for. I'm done here. I'm going to talk to you next week. I am going to enjoy the rest of my day. I have some sweet tea with my name on it, so I'm going to take care of that. Uh, I will talk to you next week. I hope you all are safe. I hope you all are well, and um, just take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye.